0: we've had points where we've been able to stretch our giving and fill that category up higher and higher to the point where we, we need to look, to look for look things for yeah. which is really really fun when you're right. playing the role of philanthropist <laughs> you know with your budgeting <laughs> category welcome to another edition of the sea time living podcast i am bob ladic hope you're doing really well hope you're doing great actually hope you're doing fantastic as you're listening to this I'm super excited today because I get to bring you in on a conversation I had with my amazing wife, Linda, where we talk about five of the things that we have done that have helped us kind of grow in our generosity. And we've gotten a lot of different questions from different readers about this. And so I thought it would just be a perfect topic for a conversation. And I'm actually really excited about it because it was one of those conversations that I really stirred myself up. And and I love that. I love when I get to uh, preach to myself, uh, so to speak. Anyway, I hope you find the conversation really helpful, and I will just say that we start off a little bit more broad, and then as we go through, we get more and more specific. So there are some very, very practical things that we have done a little bit later in the conversation. So hang tight, enjoy, and I will see you on the other side. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to be more generous. We were just kind of talking through this and we kind of uncovered a handful of different practical things that have helped us in this area. And so it's just something that's always been something we've been excited about and passionate about. And I don't know, we get asked this a good bit from a lot of readers about how to kind of grow in your generosity, how to kind of move forward in that and and especially foster it right yeah yeah and especially when things are tight and you don't necessarily have a lot of money to give and so we just want to chat just a little bit about this and maybe share a few ideas that might help and uh, things that have helped us and we'll just kind of go from there so the first point that i'd like to make is go to the bible this is one of the best ways to get yourself stirred up about the benefits of generosity because going to the source like god is the ultimate giver the first giver and so going to the source is just the absolute best thing to do. I mean, I actually wrote a blog post years ago and I went through and found all the giving and generosity verses that I could. And I actually created a PDF download. So you're welcome to go get that. I'll have a link uh, I'll have it linked up so you can go download it if you want. But anyway, just going through and just reading scripture after scripture after scripture about what the Bible says about giving just really stirs your heart up and you get to see God's perspective on it. And just take what Jesus said about it, that's more blessed to give than to receive. And I think if you, you know, and that's a verse that we all probably know, even if you're not a Christian, like you probably have heard that verse. But what is he actually saying there? If we're seeking after blessing, if we want to be blessed, and he's saying that it's more blessed to give than to receive, like most of us like receiving. We like getting (laughs) gifts. We like, we like, you know, being the recipient. And if we actually understand what Jesus is saying there, like there's something powerful there that I think most of us don't fully grasp.
1: Well, and I think too, the opposite of giving is really just kind of this stingy mentality. And I think when you go back to the Bible and you read, like that's what changes who you are and it changes how you feel and it changes your flesh into seeing things in God's perspective instead of making it all about yourself yeah and so to me like that's the best thing you can do because it's the number one way to change who you are yeah into who he created you to be
0: yeah God <laughs> or, works through the inside you right know, and then the stuff manifests yeah. yeah
1: so if it doesn't come natural there's a lot of things that don't come natural like everybody has yeah. stuff that it's that they have to work on so if it doesn't come natural to you, it's it's okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I think that's the thing is that a lot of people just assume that you're born this way, and to some extent, I feel like that's part of our calling. I yeah. feel like we have the gift of giving, you know, so we are born that way to an extent.
1: I mean, think about like the fruit of the spirit. Basically, what it's saying is the closer you are to God, this is the fruit that comes out of your life. Yeah, and. I think generosity is kind of the same way. It's like it just as you're getting closer to God, it just kind of pours out of you because that's how God is. He's generous, yeah. you know. Yeah. So even like you kind of made that point about we both feel like we have the gift of giving. I honestly have had to deal with a lot of stinginess though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I me too. Yeah, yeah like, selfishness
1: assume. is yeah. It it's hard to break. Because even if you have
0: that gift, life. even if you're hardwired to do it, I still like stuff. I still <laughs> like getting stuff, and when me giving stuff is taking something away from me, like, that's hard. Yeah. It's just not easy.
1: Well, I think something, too, even my parents taught me, like, when you have things, you need to take care of them. Yeah. And I used to get so frustrated when I would have something that I took care of and someone else would just steal it from me, just take it. And they weren't stealing it from me because they were trying to thieves. talking about sisters? No. But, yes, <laughs> also sisters. I love my sisters. But... Just random things where it's like I had that and you just took it from me, and I God really had to deal with me. Like, let it just let it go, let that go. It's not that important. That person is so much more important than he can if you give get you your another stuff one. back.
0: He can give you another one, and
1: he can give me something better. Just let it go. Just don't worry. And even if I never get anything else, I'm still going to heaven. Like, let's yeah. keep this all in perspective. Yeah, really, yeah, I mean, yeah. I dealt with that a lot, and you've actually really helped me with that. How? Thank you. I think just your attitude of if it breaks, it breaks. If it gets lost, it gets lost. If somebody takes it, they take it. It's just a thing.
0: That was one of the things that I, I had to learn. And I felt like God helped me learn that. And some of it was through bad examples. I mean, that, that's what's <laughs> great about going through difficult situations and maybe being around people who you don't want to take character traits from. You know, so I had a couple of those examples where right. people elevated things and possessions so high that it just bothered me. And it's like, I, okay, I don't want to be like that. So how do I not be like that? Right. And I felt like God just taught me a little bit. And, and this is obvious, but you know, having the head knowledge and getting into our hearts and our actions is a little bit of a different thing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, yeah, that's something that I feel like 10, 15 years ago, God just really was drilling that into me, this idea that it's just a thing. It can be replaced. It's no yeah. big deal. If somebody hits a dent in your new car door, it's just a thing. Yeah. You know, like just don't and worry it, about it. And I think your witness more, is so much more important. You know what I mean? It, it's but. so
1: true. But yeah, I think it tends to be for me the more money I spend on something, the harder it is for me to let go. Yeah. Or, the, you know, the more value I put on it, the harder it is to replace. But in the end, it's just stuff. We can't take it with us. Yeah. It has no eternal value. It's just something that I enjoy.
0: Yeah. And I think that's part of the challenge is just continually having your mind renewed and just having that be in the forefront of your mind. So you're not focused on earthly possessions, but you're, you're actually thinking about, all right, let's keep this in perspective in light of eternity. Right. Is this that big of a deal? That someone stole this, that someone damaged this, that I have to give this away, that I don't have this. Any of these things, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So, something else that I wanted to talk about that helped me a lot was spending time with generous people. And so, we've had a a lot of yes. good examples in our lives of yeah. people who just were really generous. And so, two things happen. that part of it just rubs off, you know? Because it's right. like you see the joy of giving. You see the fruit in their lives, you see the the happiness that seems to result from people who are just really generous givers. Like all of that is just really attractive.
1: Well, and it's really cool. I think the way I felt when people would give to me, it kind of got on me that I'm like, I want to make other people feel like this. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because it's just so fun, yeah, that you can just lift someone's mood or kind of brighten their day or whatever.
0: Yeah, but it really is contagious. Yeah. Just spending time hanging out with friends who are generous, yeah, it just rubs off on you. And that and that just helped me immensely. And then like the other part of that, of being around some of those people, and some of them we weren't necessar- necessarily friends with. Some of them were older couples in the church who we watched do certain things. But it gave us ideas as well. Yeah. So for example, one, there was a couple in our church back in St. Louis who would buy gifts for the church staff every year. And both of us are like, that's so great. I want to do that. We want to do that. You know? (laughs) And it was a while before we could, but Well, I
1: I was on staff at the church and it was like some of these gifts. It just... Yeah. It was like such a huge blessing every year. Yeah. It blessed me that they took time and money out of their reserve yeah. to just give
0: well and that they're just thinking because i mean yeah. you know as someone who worked on staff it's like a lot of times people just don't think about the staff like it takes right a staff they think to about run a the church. pastor
1: you know yeah. yeah but maybe not the staff and so yeah, yeah it just felt it, yeah it felt like man i'm thought of i'm appreciated and it was just a small thing
0: it didn't matter how big of a gift it no. was it was just the fact that somebody was thinking about it and yeah. you just get a gift.
1: And and so, not that I, yeah, like our pastors definitely thought of us, and like <laughs> you know it was it was a good situation there, but it was nice that someone from outside saw it too, yeah, if yeah.
0: that makes sense, yeah, I, I know, and so in terms of that being an idea, we came to our church this year or not this year when we moved here three years ago, and we're like, why don't we do that and so last Christmas, we bought gifts for the staff, and it was just really fun to be able to do that. And we would have never gotten that idea if it wasn't for this other couple at our church. And, you know, and obviously, like God leads people to do different things. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we just need to err on the side of generosity instead of like, well, I'll give if God really wants me to give or, you know, I hear an audible voice then I'll give, you know, I think. Whenever possible, if you have a thought, just try to meet that need, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did with this, you know, giving gifts to our church staff. And it was just a really fun thing to be able to take part in, you know. And that was just one example. Like, there have been so many others. There's another couple at our old church who actually bought, like, a vacation rental property and basically bought it for the staff.
1: They bought it for the staff and just, yeah, other people kind of in ministry. That yeah. they knew. And yeah, just let them use it for free.
0: And so we took probably, because you were on staff, we probably took, what, seven vacations down there or something <laughs> like, like that? Because we took advantage it was of this place. free beach vacation that they made available to us. It and amazing.
1: Well, and yeah. we didn't have much money. Like, that was in the beginning of our marriage, and we just did not have much money to spend on vacation. We our honeymoon so, was
0: there. Yeah, like,
1: we... It, I mean, it really, really blessed me. It was us. a
0: huge blessing. And so yeah. that's something that we have been thinking about for years. Like, how can we do that? How can we get to that point where we can do that? Yeah. And we're not there yet, but that is something that I'd love to do. It's on our is radar. Is to have for something sure. like that. Anyway, point with all this is just spending time around generous people. There's just a lot to be gained from it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to learn from them.
1: Well, okay, so those are kind of a little bit bigger examples. But I'll, yeah. I'm going to give you a good example of something small. I don't know. You probably don't remember this. <laughs> but right. when we were first, okay, so Bob and I, did. we were friends for like, what, three or four years before we started dating. So there was long a, a long period of time where we were just hanging out, whatever. So I remember you had borrowed a CD this was when you could burn CDs. <laughs> so, you had borrowed a CD from one of our friends. He was like, "Yeah, here, take one or whatever." And I remember when you came back the next time, you were like you had brought him a whole thing of CDs, of blank CDs. And I was like, "Man, that's like so." I just so was, Wait.
0: Okay, so you're saying I borrowed a CD to burn. You borrowed one a blank CD one.
1: and you brought okay. back a whole stack of okay. them. Okay. Like you yeah. just bought him a whole like sleeve, is that what that's called? But anyway, you brought back a whole thing. I was like, man, that's so cool. It's like he didn't just bring back, here's one CD back, you know. And he probably didn't even care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was like you'd buy like, what, 25, 50 of them at a time. So he probably didn't even care. But I just remember seeing that. And so my friend Amy and I, we were going to hang out with you one night. Uh, we were like, what can we do? We were honestly sitting there thinking, what can we do to bless Bob? Like, what does he like? Wow. Well, And so, (laughs) we were like, you know what? He never really shows up empty-handed. So, we went to the store and we bought, I think we bought Oreos or something and gave them to you. Do you remember that? I
0: don't, but I I know I like Oreos.
1: (laughs) And so, we were like, here, we just got you this to bless you. But that was just something small that it was like you had borrowed something and you were like, I don't want this person to think that I'm taking advantage of what they have for me or anything like that. So, you just like kind of piled on the blessings in return and it inspired. So it was like, there's a a example of the generosity really from the friend and from you in return. Yeah. And then it inspired me and my friend to be like, okay, what can we do? And it just happened to be you that got blessed in return.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I did not, I don't remember that, (laughs) but that's really good.
1: But I will tell you what, food is a great way to bless people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think we all have that. I mean, We had a friend named Brian back at our old church who I felt like I I learned that from. Like he, every single time he came to a party and every single time he came just over to visit a friend, like he always had something. And it always made me feel loved. It always, I mean, a lot of times I wasn't the recipient, but I I was just like, that's how I want to be. That's the type of person I want to be. And I was taught at a young age that you always leave things better than you know, then uh, the way you found them, yeah, the, the way you found them, and so if you borrow someone's car and use some of their gas, like don't just put the exact amount of gas in, like fill up their tank, you know, right. and just simple things like that that not everybody does. And I think it's a simple way to just be generous and and make people feel loved and special and
1: appreciated, yeah, and,
0: and like all those things. And yeah. it, it doesn't take much.
1: No, it really you know? doesn't.
0: Moving on to point number 3. All right. This is a big one.
1: I agree. This is a good one.
0: So it's focusing on everything that we have to be thankful for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think when you have a true attitude of attitude of gratitude boom, <laughs> for what you've been given, I think it makes it so much easier to be generous and to give. Yeah. You know, so the big obvious one is everything that Jesus did for us. Everything that he died for, all that we have available to us. I mean right there that's the end all be all everything else but on top of that all the situations that God has gotten me out of that I didn't deserve to be out of all the right all of the things that God has done for me all the blessings in our lives that are just like overwhelmingly amazing
1: Everyone has something to be thankful for
0: and surely like we all have issues we all have things we're dealing with right. all things that we're praying for resolution like for being
1: alive, but you know. just
0: counting your blessings And just really focusing your mind on that instead of the one or two or maybe 10 things that aren't going well and that you don't have.
1: And it is really hard, I think, to shift your mindset. Yeah. Like sometimes I find myself just kind of getting in this cycle of like, well, this is wrong and then this is wrong and then this is wrong and then this is wrong. And then I'm like, can I catch a break? But really, there's so many things going right. And it's just, just this little shifting your mind into just being grateful yeah. instead of being upset about all the things that are going wrong. Cause stuff does go wrong. Yeah. It and does. this
0: is a little bit of a tangent, but I remember reading, somebody said one of the best things you can do for your marriage is to make a list and continually make a list of all the things you love about your spouse Yeah, and just constantly be adding to that list and rereading that list. And as you're focusing on all these positive qualities, all these things that are so great about your spouse, the one or two things that might be annoying to you about your spouse at the moment just pale in comparison, right. you know, once you're focusing on the right thing. So anyway, that, that's that been something that's been helpful for me. And I just think it's one of those things that can make a big, big difference if you just really start to be grateful and thankful. Yeah. Number four, and this one is to give towards things that might bother you a little bit. And the idea here is that if if there's something that really frustrates you, uh, a particular situation or or saddens you or just kind has like some sort of emotional, you, yeah, yeah, like some sort of emotional thing, like that's really fun to give into. So, if you encounter someone, a friend who's going through a really hard time and you can give something or you can babysit or whatever to help them, that feels good. And a lot of times that's easier to give like that tend to give to a random cause where you might not actually see any of mm-hmm. the benefit of the change or something you don't even necessarily care that much about. Yeah. The place I used to work before I did this for a living in my old day job, basically, they had some different campaigns, giving campaigns where they kind of like came around the office and like stiff-armed you into giving. <laughs> um, and they were organizations that I just, didn't really care about, I had just not much interest in. And I found myself sometimes giving just out of compulsion, mm-hmm. you know, which the Bible says not to do. Uh, but giving because I kind of felt pressured to, because I, and also I felt like, what's it going to look like if I don't give and everybody else gives? And meanwhile, I was giving, I was giving towards things that I was passionate about. But anyway, my point is, is that it's hard to give to something that you don't care about. Yeah, but if you, you find those things it. that you do, you know, because there's so many unique ministries doing really interesting things. And if it's something that maybe you've struggled with and that the Lord's brought you through, like that's an area mm-hmm. that you could give to. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's one thing that can, like one really practical way to kind of, uh, make the whole generosity thing a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. And you I think agree. we all, we all have stuff like that. We all have, friends or people that our heart goes out to or ministries that really bless us and so it's easy to give back to them. I think there's so many organizations that you can give to. I mean, buying a pair of Tom's shoes, you know, like there's so many easy ways now to just be able to give, especially with the invention of the internet. I mean, it's just incredible that you can give money to someone on the other side of the world just by pressing a button. It's so cool. So yeah, I think it's it's just easier than ever and we can all take advantage of it, which is really awesome. Yeah. All
0: right. So next on the list is, last on the list really, is Mm -hmm. budgeting for giving. This is a big one. This was a really big one for us. This was huge
1: for us because I feel like it kind of took the question out of it. It kind of made it instead of, am I going to spend this money on myself and buy myself a new pair of shoes or... (laughs) groceries, you know, or house payment, you know, rent, whatever, or am I going to give it? And I think once we kind of did that, it just made it so much easier and it made it a whole lot more fun for me.
0: And it didn't make sense because when I first kind of started thinking about this, I'm like, that might help a little bit, but I don't really feel like that's going to make much difference, but it made a huge difference. And I think the reason is, is because mentally, you know, we. We divide it up mentally in a way that once we take that money out of our bank account, we put it over here. It's no longer ours, and it's mm-hmm. somebody else's money, and therefore it's easy to give. We all know it's easy to give somebody else's money. If your boss yeah. says, "Hey, go spend this money on you know on this," it's like <laughs> it's easy to spend someone else's money. That's what budgeting for giving did for mm-hmm. us, and I've heard many, many other people who do this like feel exactly the same way. And so there's something about like when you just segment it off, like you're saying, it's no longer a question of are we have $100. Are we going to spend this on groceries or are we going to spend, you know, $30 on this gift when we need to buy groceries for our family? And it's no longer an issue. And mathematically, it kind of seems like, well, it doesn't really make sense because even if you did that, you'd still be down to 70 But there's just something different about it. So if you haven't tried this, definitely try it. For Even sure. if you don't budget it at all, that's completely right. fine. You can still create a separate, just create another just savings create account. A, a, and then once a <laughs> month, just, just a throw money, money over there yeah. for specifically for giving. You'll be surprised how much more fun it becomes. Cause I feel like for, for sure. us, it was, it was like five times better, like five times easier to give. It seemed like.
1: Absolutely. And it just brought so much more joy to it. And it just made it like you could get creative all of a sudden. I think Christmas became a whole lot less stressful Mm -hmm. once we did this. Because, I mean, you can budget for Christmas, but then let me just tell you in the month of December, it's my dad's birthday, my brother's birthday, my mom's birthday is January 1st, (laughs) you know. Your dad's birthday is February 1st. I mean, it's just like everything runs together. We have a brother-in-law whose birthday is in November. I mean, it just does not stop. So it's not just Christmas. Like at first we were like, let's just budget this much for Christmas. And then we were like, well, what about the three birthdays that are within three weeks of Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I have a nephew that has (laughs) the 23rd. (laughs) You're getting the whole
0: breakdown.
1: 23rd of December also. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just like they just kept coming. And we're like, well, where are I going to get all this money? But once we just wrapped it up in a nice little package of all giving. Yeah, and so giving
0: category in our budget.
1: Yeah, so it's just this giving category and there's just money there. And so if something is on our hearts, if we're just randomly like this person, if there's a baby shower that comes up or a wedding shower, if someone's in the hospital, uh, we can just do whatever we want. Yeah. And it's just, it makes it so fun and just so stress-free.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that we worked to do, because we've been doing this for over a decade, Mm -hmm. probably close to 12, 13 years, I'm guessing. And we started this when we just, we had barely any money and it was beneficial then. I mean, absolutely beneficial then. I think that's when it's more beneficial. Like when things are really tight, just drawing a line in the sand and saying this over here going to be given. Right. And you know, we're going to live off the rest. So that was really huge, but as we came through different more prosperous times than others, we've had points where we've been able to stretch our giving and fill that category up higher and higher to the point where we, we need to, to look, look for, for things for yeah. which is really really fun when you're right. playing the role of philanthropist, <laughs> you know, with with your budgeting true. category.
1: Yeah. Like we were in a church, and they were talking about a missions organization, and it was just like, "Let's just give to this. Like this seems like an amazing thing to give to. They're looking for money. They're kind of bringing awareness about it, and it just kind and of the was money on our was hearts. sitting and there. The waiting. money's sitting there. I mean, it's just so cool. So Let's it
0: wasn't. There was no sense of. I'm going to miss out on something if we do this. And I think that's like the biggest thing, the the biggest breakthrough with budgeting for giving is that it eliminates that whole thing of I'm going to miss out if I do this. And so every single time you give, you have to think, you have to evaluate if I give this, I'm not going to have this. And eliminating that whole decision, like just, (laughs) yeah, it's just awesome. It's so helpful. Like one of the most practical things you can do to become a more generous person. Yes. For sure.
1: Completely agreed. Okay. This last one wasn't really planned, but I think it is something that is worth
0: chatting about.
1: (laughs) One more thing that you can do to be more generous is that when you are given a gift is to accept it graciously instead of Doing this thing of, oh, no, you didn't have to do that. I well, did,
0: ha- most of us do. Like, I feel like, I mean, as, yeah. at least North American culture, I don't know. I mean, I've had cultures. to work
1: on this a lot.
0: Yeah, me too. And, and I, I, I'm assuming it's a cultural thing to some extent. And I am not well-traveled enough to know how no. different cultures handle it. But in North America, it seems like that's like kind of standard operating procedure. Oh, you shouldn't have. You I shouldn't don't need have. that. Right. I don't, you know, yeah, I can't accept this gift, that. whatever the challenge or the problem, I think, is as a giver, it makes the giver feel uncomfortable. And the giver is trying to bless you. I mean, or or let's assume that they are, assume that they have the best intentions at heart. And I've found myself in that situation, I mean, a good amount of times where I'm really trying to bless someone with this gift that I really want to give them because I want to bless them. I want to give you this thing where I almost feel like we're now in a fight over whether they're (laughs) going to accept it or not. And I'm like, Come on, let's just make this a joyous thing. Just say thank you and accept it, like right.
1: Because it is funny how at Christmas time, or on your birthday or something, when yeah, you're kind of like, "Well, where's my present?
0: Bring it on, bring it on."
1: But if somebody does something, you only got me that, yeah, yeah. I mean, and not everybody is like that, and whatever. But it does feel like it's a lot easier when there's an excuse for it. But when it's just a random thing, you're like, oh, no, 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 you know, or you feel like someone's trying to give to you because you don't have enough and they feel bad for you. They feel sorry for you. But really it's like, can't we just like, this is just, I think, a law of the kingdom. It's just like the way God does things. Yeah. He's so generous to us and just lavishes like love on us. And it comes in so many different forms. And I feel like that as Christians, that's just kind of the lifestyle that we probably should be living and hope to be living and strive to be living. Yeah. That to not accept it, I think we should all just be accepting it.
0: Yeah. And I think it makes... And just be
1: appreciative. Like, you didn't have to do this, but thank you for doing yeah, it. Yeah. I know? think
0: that's the best way or that I've enjoyed the most as a giver is when... Some, give somebody a gift and they just genuinely show and express appreciation for it. Like, and genuinely say thanks. Right. That makes me feel great versus if it's something where they're telling me 10 times that they can't accept it. It's like, well, I know, but I want to give it to you. Like, accept (laughs) it, please. Like, let's make this a fun thing. Let's make this a good day, you know? Yeah. As you do that, as you learn how to receive well, I think it helps you in your generosity too. Mm -hmm.
1: For sure. And what was that thing that you kind of mentioned earlier about saying thank you initially and then... Yeah.
0: So one little thing that I've done or that I've learned probably from other people that feels really nice is when you receive a gift to say thank you initially, but then at some other point, you know, maybe it's a few days later or a couple weeks later, text them again and say thank you for this thing. I mean, assuming it's not dinner that night or something, that might be a little weird if it's three weeks later. But, <laughs> but for example, I had a friend who just did this to me a couple weeks ago. I bought him this really cool notebook and pen that I really liked. And he's a writer and I thought he would appreciate it. And he, a week or two later, sent me a text with him, a picture of him using it and just said, man, this is really blessed me. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. And that like made that. me feel so appreciated. And he, you know, that day he made it really clear that he was really grateful and appreciative. But, but like now I really know that he really valued that gift and that made me feel like this was a success.
1: Right, you know, and it kind of makes you want to give more. Yeah, you think it's just absolutely. It just is fuel to your fire when you see someone appreciate a gesture or a gift or anything that you can give. It makes you just want to keep doing more and more.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm reminded of like because we have many memories of different things over our marriage, but I'm reminded of when my sister Lauren was. I don't know. I don't know what she was. She was in college, I think. She was in
1: college, yeah. And
0: we had just gotten married and we had like almost no money. And she (laughs) needed a laptop and she didn't have a laptop. And I could not afford a new laptop. But what I could do is I could go to a whole bunch of garage sales and try to find a winner. And I knew enough about computers. And so I went to all these different garage sales and ended up finding this one that was pretty good. I think we bought it for like $75, which was a stretch for us, but still like way cheaper than... You know, five hundred dollars you know, or whatever. Yeah, and and, and we gave really her this. Her. We gave her this laptop for I think her birthday or something. And her reaction, <laughs> I, I still have a picture of it, and it's like one of the most memorable she things like to screamed, me. She
1: screamed, I think.
0: Yeah, and it was just like such a great memory of a gift given and well received. And yeah, it just makes you feel so good as giver. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up with this really great quote that I just found by this guy named Jason Mitchell, who wrote a book called No Easy Jesus. And it's a little bit long, but uh, it's really good. So, bear with me. Generosity is not a rule to be followed. It isn't a nice ethic to live by. It's a declaration about the way things actually work. The world is not closed and God's resources are not scarce or limited. They are abundant. And we do not need to bow to the cynicism that says, hide your manna now or you may not have it in the morning. But we trust that we will indeed have it in the morning, so we distribute. We bring in to give out. And then this last sentence, this is the winner, (laughs) says choosing to give generously is a loud rebellious statement to the world that God can be trusted. Yeah,
1: I love that.
0: And I think that's, yeah. And I think that's like the point of the whole thing in terms of Getting to the heart of generosity, I think it all comes back to faith and trust in God mm-hmm. that if we take something out of our pocket to give to someone else, that he is still going to take care of us and our needs are going to be met.
1: Yeah, I agree. That is what is so cool about it is that it's not like the first sentence. It's just It's not just a nice thing to do. Yeah. And... You know, it is a nice thing to do, but that's not the extent of it. That's not where it ends. And I think giving as Christians, we get to give in faith that God will not only take care of us, but that the thing that we are giving is an actual blessing to the people that we give it to. Because, I mean, I think that's what we all strive for when we give something is not that they are just like, thanks, you know, but that they actually get something out of it. So, yeah, I I just think giving in faith and that just trusting God. I don't know. I just love it. That's a great quote. Yeah, completely agree.
0: Good job. All right. Well, I hope you found this helpful. We had a good time having this conversation, and it was beneficial for me to have this conversation. And I'd love to hear from you what you would add to the list, maybe what you have done that has helped you grow in your generosity. So let me know over on Twitter or reach out to me over on the website, ctime.com. And yeah, I'd just love to hear what your thoughts are on all that. And also, if you have any other suggestions for podcasts you would like to hear, I am all ears and I'd love to hear from you. This uh, episode itself was directly from a listener's suggestion. And so we are listening. And honestly, those suggestions are super, super helpful. So definitely pass them along as you have them. I think that's all for today. So have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and I'll see you next time.